media, two for two to the world, new vision, media, wasting time is over, new vision, media, two for two to the world, new vision, media, alright, let go, new vision media, where the sound make a difference, also including Bahamian Van Life, Collecting views and opinions Business artist platform for the small man With great ideas through resilience New Vision Media That's newvision242.com 242 to the world New Vision Media Also New Vision 242 Instagram 242 to the world New Vision Media And New Vision aid them at Facebook 242 to the world New Vision Media Check us out Good day, good day, good day. We are here in the studios today. Oh, we're going to have an exciting conversation on my journey. On my journey, uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who is uh, who's joining me this morning. I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just let him introduce himself before we get started. So you go ahead, my brother, and introduce yourself to the people. Hey, good to be on New Media. I'm telling you, I'm excited. This is Franco Charles. Nassau born, but I'm here in Houston, Texas. What a pleasure to be on this morning, man. I'm so excited to be on the show. I'm looking forward to a great time. All right, all right, all right. So let's you know um brother brother Franco Charles. Like you know I can I can I can go back down a little bit, um little bit bit ways back down on, on memory lane. You know, um I would have gotten to know you when we were teenagers and you yeah. know, back in the day we just used to be all over the place doing some things we ain't supposed to be doing. But you know, we we grew yeah. up, um, and then I know we we separated for a while, and all of a sudden I saw I, I saw you surface, and then I, you know, we we would have connected back again, and so just just tell our listeners about your your journey from the Bahamas, or you can start off about when you were here in the Bahamas and what um, took you out of the Bahamas to go elsewhere and to do what you're doing today. Man, thank you so much for, you know, asking about the journey and everything. Uh, it all started, you know, of course, you know, from 12 to 18, man, I live a life of gang violence in Nassau. Right, right. Um, right through um, dumping ground corner, Philistine Street, mm-hmm. you know, right in being down. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. From 12 to 18, you know, I just, you know, it's living a life of where, you know, you became a part of the community. Mm-hmm. And back then, we didn't just call it, you know, gang. We were just hanging out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, all the boys. We just chilling. And, of course, we got into a lot of mischiefs of the time and began to really live a life of rebellion and, you know, just doing what was ordinary. Right. What was a lot ordinary for us. And we, we didn't, you know, get initiated. It was just our community hanging out with the with the guys and just, you know, we grow into it. So from 12 to 18, that was what really transpired. Right. And, of course, I'm not going to get into the groovy part of it, but most people who know uh, my alias at that time was Shaco. Right. And, yeah, and from that time, man, just really, you know, got involved with drugs. The gang violence was there. And just just repeatedly, you know, began to spiral out of control. Mm-hmm. So at the ending part of 18, going into 19, really accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. And that happened one night uh, going into 19. I was really just caught with about 13 to 14 guys. And I won't call any names, you know, if you don't want to disclose all of that. Right, right. And I was beaten almost to death. I was beaten almost to death. I was left on the ground. And, you know, of course, you live the life you live. Sometimes you live, you know, there's an old saying that you live by the sword, you could die by the sword. Exactly. God, exactly. I'm, living. I'm yes. living by the sword. That sword happens to be the word of the living God. So during that time, and, you know, they caught me around about 12 at midnight. I didn't wake up in, until that next morning in the pool of my blood around about 3.30, 4 a.m. that morning. Wow. And it was then God spoke to me. Yes, this was 18, uh, um, this was in 92, going into 93. And that's when the Lord spoke to me. He said, listen, turn your life around now. 
So at 94 came, I'm already saved. I'm living for the Lord. People were shocked. They're like, man, he's playing with God. Mm-hmm. And several mm-hmm. other guys, you know, that was the part of the other neighborhoods, you know, how we had the territorial right. uh, call it a few. We had Douglas back then. We had the Raiders back then. And these guys were brutal. So God encountered again. This time I'm saved. I'm in the church. And they say, boy, we got him now. Mm. We got him now. And they were about to circle me, man, and put it on me real good. Mm. But most of the time, uh, most people were not aware I made the change. So some okay. people, even in my own neighborhood, the guys was like, man, he's playing with God. One guy told me, and of course, I don't want to disclose this thing. He said, but if you're playing with God, I'll beat you. Wow. Well, I said, boy, I got to get up out of this neighborhood. Right, well, right. Well, fast forward to 95. That's when you say, man, you haven't seen me in a while. That's right, that's right. Uh, yeah, I got shipped off to Bible college, man. God opened the door for me, you know, and, of course, I was born and raised by a single mom. Uh, never met my dad until I was 25, so this is a miraculous move. My mother was originally from Haiti, which most people are not aware. Right. My mother was Haitian. I'm Haitian. I'm first Haitian. Right, right. Um, this is why I'm saying I'm first Haitian is because I was born in 74, and the only way you could have obtained neutralization in the Bahamas Mm-hmm. Uh, if you were born before independence, you right. became a Bahamian. Right, right, right. If you're born after that, you are considered what the uh, your heritage would be. So at that time, man, there was no money in sight. There was no money in sight. And here it is, God is telling me to go to Bible college. Well, right. I was working town at the time, and I just started hitting the pavement. From 96 uh, up leading up to uh, 96 to 90, uh, 97, I started saving money within that year. Mm-hmm. I joined a little ASU, but the main thing that helped me to get the money for the ASU is I started begging downtown, okay. A Street, All right. up A Street. Mm-hmm. And I would go up to people and I say, "Hey, listen, I got accepted to college. I, I will, if you can help me in any way possible." Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I begged for almost a year and a half. Wow. And God opened the door. So when you saw that vacuum, you said, "Man, where this dude was?" Yeah. I was over there. Uh, graduated, came back to Nassau for a little bit in 99, and mm-hmm. moved here to Houston, have my beautiful wife, Carol, and about eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we found a company called Empower Leadership. It's okay. an LLC where we provide consultation and coaching. Okay. I just I just summarized 20 years in Boy. less than what? Six minutes. It's, it's, it's six minutes. In six minutes. Well, well, let me, I, had learn, I had to learn storytelling. There's a lot in between. Well, well, I can ask you some questions in between. I, I wanted you to, the, I wanted you to lay the foundation. Um, yes, sir. So, yes, sir. my one of my first questions would be to you is after you know when we were growing up, it yeah, gang gang violence wasn't gang violence. It was just like neighborhoods against neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, you know, fun. it wasn't the guns and all the knives. You know, we fight. You know, you, you end up uh, getting gang. You know, the one of the first rules is if you're getting gang, don't fall down. You know, uh, yeah. keep keep running. Um, but that was one of the things that what what I think really started off the gang culture in the country, neighborhoods against yeah. neighborhoods. And you know, you yeah, reference you reference some streets that are very familiar to me, Finlayson Street, being in town. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we from the same mm-hmm. neighborhood. But yeah, my 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 question to you would be. After the the attack on you, and and you would have been visited, and you said that the Lord spoke to you and told you that listen, you need to turn your life around. In 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 what sense did you automatically did that, or did was it in in over a period of time? That's a good question. Here's the thing. The way it happened for me, I needed a divine encounter. Okay. If anybody that was familiar, and of course you were, because we met when I used to come and rent the scooter. That's correct. Um, yeah, that was one of the main things. I loved, I missed those scooters. Um, <laughs> you tell you that, hey? <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man. And you always good with that and give us a good deal. Yes. Um, the way it happened for me, I needed an encounter. Right. I didn't just, you get saved, but it didn't happen in the church. Mm-hmm. It did not happen in the church. It happened, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It happened right at home. And I knew I could have lost my life right. during that time. And I said a simple prayer, which I've kept over the years when I'm dealing with people as well. Mm-hmm. God is so God is so much wanting us to come to Him. Mm-hmm. And my prayer was simply this: Dear Lord Jesus, please show me the light. Right. 
Right, right. That was it. That was it. That was it, man. You didn't, and you didn't, you, this was like you, that. you didn't have the prostate yourself before the Lord and lay down on your belly no, and what and start no, speaking. Uh, it just, just I simple think as what that. Is, it's simple as that. I think what has happened over the years, and that's why when I'm giving strategies even to our company, people is like, okay, what's the big bang? Mm-hmm. I've kept so so much things. Simple and simple drives people crazy. Right, right. Because we get so yeah. And when I said that prayer, mm-hmm. I was like literally being pulled into a light. That's correct. That's correct. And when I came out, I came out transformed. Right, right. Uh, all right. So you also told a story um, in reference to, um, you know, you 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 Haitian descent, um, mm-hmm. and so. I, you know, you know our culture here. You know, it's it's always look mm-hmm. frowned upon us. You know, you know, with Haitian folks, and we, we try to belittle oh, yeah. them and stuff like that. Did you go through any of those things whilst you were here in the Bahamas? Man, that's a good question. I, that's why I say I had to get on your show. I think that's what contributed mm-hmm. in my early years growing up. I was insulted. I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I might. I'm 48 now. Right, right. Growing up as a young Haitian, I was embarrassed to tell my friends that I was a Haitian mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the treatment. And it's kind of like here living in the U.S. where you see black on white and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be discriminated upon, here's the blessing I got out of it. Mm-hmm. It actually helped form our company and what we have what we're doing today. Wow. Empowerment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Empowerment. Right, right. Is we give people hope and we give people the realization that you are important. Mm-hmm. But if I never went through that, I would have never learned that. But yeah, man, I was in, I felt embarrassed. Uh, even when our friends will come from school and they were like, uh, I didn't want people to see, you know, my mother. Right. Because uh, back then, patients were, were discriminized in a way that it was embarrassing, mm-hmm. and it was crazy. Right, and it, yeah, yeah. So it, it was very mm-hmm. tough for me, but it, it didn't, it didn't affect my esteem, though. Mm-hmm. But I was always, I always had that inner confidence, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, that, yeah, that's what carried And everybody who knew me back then was like, "Boy, this dude, he, he bold." So, right. so yeah, man. That's, right. It, but it did affect me in some regard. Okay, and then, and then, then, then you got, you got, you got into the church. You got into, um, yeah. You you said, I guess you, you was led to to go to Bible school and you got accepted, and, yes, and you didn't have the money to do it, so no, so you went downtown, and you hustle you hustle your way through. Hustle my way through. How did that How did that prepare you for college life? Man, oh, that's a good question again. It gave me discipline. Mm. You know, when you work hard for something, yeah, I can, when you I work hard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you work hard for something, it's hard for you to jive about it. Yes, it's hard yes. for you to really go, oh, yeah, I work hard, man. I listen. I prayed hard, work hard, and I got straight A's, man, because I'm telling you, when that is why even now today as well, again, uh, when we're coaching people, we tell them all the time. And I hear people, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to get this up. And I give them the strategy and the discipline to say, this is the two things you will need to do. Mm-hmm. And I realize as I'm giving people strategies, it's very hard for some, you know, at times for people to embrace certain things because most of the time people have not went through a lot of hardships in right. their lives. Right. So when, when things come easy, mm. we tend to treat it a certain way. Right. So right. the way it prepared me in college, it made me disciplined. Mm-hmm. It made me more appreciative. And, and I was just really focused. Okay. Those are the three things that it gave me, man. Yeah, yes, sir. I, I, I could, I, I could agree with you 100%. And so, when, mm-hmm. when you, when you, you graduated from college, I, I guess you did two years or, or four years. You would, would, I did two years. You did and the half that I said I was going to do some internship, but it was two and a half. Yes, okay, sir. Okay, so, so you, let's say let's chop that up to be three years, and you returned yes, back sir. home to the Bahamas. How, how did, how did your brothers in the neighborhood, your family, people treated you now? Because you got this title, you got this degree. <laughs> You know when you leave Nassau and you come back, people think you're all bougie and high-minded. Mm. And high, high, high but it was it, for me, it wasn't. I never lived on what people perceive of me, though. Right, right. Um, um, but you do get that effect where people make you feel like, oh, you think you better. That's, right, that's, right, that's, right. Because you know, but for me, I came, 
Well, well, you know, um, it's it's a saying that you know uh, a prophet is not received even in his own hometown. So that that so how was the reception? You know, you're back home. Um, how long you stayed home for? And then how how would you know church folks treated you while you were here? That's a good question. With me, when I came home, um, the bottom line at the end of the day, I should not have returned. Mm. It was one of the biggest mistakes I made. Wow. Yeah, it was It was a horrible mistake. Mm. Um, I think when you don't have a clear vision, you will always return back to your path. Right. Uh, because I always say this to my wife. She's, she's like, wow, you're right. I said, what you're doing now is mm-hmm. what you should have done in the beginning. Right. Um, when back I became very limited I was I was literally stifled mm-hmm. uh, I did what I thought was comfortable mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I should have waited a little bit you know feel the opportunity that I needed to do here mm-hmm. and that was me that was me so for me it was not so much what people did or how they received me right. I didn't receive my mm-hmm. I became frustrated oh. because I know I decision that was out of me being comfortable mm-hmm. but again uh, people did see you different. Um, they try to make you. The main thing that I faced from people who they probably didn't get the opportunity that I got mm-hmm. uh, was that they tried to minimize and mono- uh, 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 marginalize me. Okay. Which was too late because I've always had that inner personal confidence. Mm-hmm. Nobody could have taken away. No, you know, I believe it's, uh, I don't know, it was Ed Law Roosevelt who once said it, that no one can really make you feel small without your permission. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, that's correct. So for me, it was just, you know, ignoring that. You know, it was making you feel uncomfortable at times, thinking that, oh, you didn't have to go, or, or you think you're smarter than the other people and mm-hmm. so forth. I've never understood that. I'm here to help you, but you're making me feel like you can't be helped. Right, facts, facts. And so, so I just had to just, right. but now I'm here now. <laughs> All right, so so you left, you, you, you park up your bike, you say, man, listen, this ain't, this ain't waking for me. I got it, I got I'm it. And so you, so you, you, you got off over here. Um, well, listen, I didn't mean to Bahamas. I still love my Bahamas. <laughs> All right. So, so you got, you got off over here. You went, you went, yes, to, you went back to the United States. Why Texas? Yes, sir. Why Texas? Texas because one, I believe that Texas was really someplace that I could actually branch out. Okay. And the first, you know, my wife that I'm, uh, that's with me. Mm-hmm. She has really showed show uh, shown me that Texas is more than just where you live. Mm-hmm. Texas is a place for me, purpose. Mm-hmm. It's my assignment. I'm mean, so comfortable here. It's uh, it's kind of like Ohio. That's why I went to college, Columbus, okay. Ohio. Okay. And if I had one place to really live, it would be it will be uh, would be rather Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Another place that uh, that we're probably considering is South Carolina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I would have and I was ever and that's why I tell people if those who are listening even in Texas or in the Bahamas, my church ain't gonna be in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid. My church ain't gonna be in Texas. It will be in South. We feel South Carolina. Right. But Texas. Be- because it's destiny, mm. it's purpose, right. my assignment. Yeah. Okay, and so so after you got back, got back to the states, um, you got married, then or you were married? No, I guess you got married when you returned. You met your wife. No, no, no. That's a good question. You're going in a little deep now, but I don't mind sharing it with you. I was my, I was married prior, but of course, okay. you know, took place, and of course now, uh, the the wife that I have now, Carolina. Charles, you don't let me say a full name, oh, but right, it's Carol right. Charles. Um, you know, we've been knowing each other now for over 13, been married for, what, what four or five. And now we have a business that's called Empower Leadership Training. Okay. And okay. we have a whole family. Uh, we're a blended family, of course. Mm-hmm. And um, But we've been building man and just, you know, just letting God do what he wants to do. Okay, so 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 now you're back you're back in there um, over there. Yes, sir. How how was that transitioning back from? Okay, now you came from the Bahamas, you went to the United States. You came back from the United States, came to the Bahamas. Now you're back in the United States. How how was the transitioning, or what was there any obstacles in your transition? Whereas you know, in employment, uh, what you had to do um, to get regularized, you know, because you know a lot of times we go places, you know, especially Bahamas, we don't yeah. really. We really don't migrate from the place of where we were born, but for those who do, you know, there's a transitional mm-hmm. period because it's a different culture, different system. And so how, how, yes, was, how was that 
um, how would that impacted you, even though that you mm-hmm. were there before, but you know you had now you have to change your mindset back to this big this big place. Let's call it the city life. Wow, you would man, listen, listen to those who are listen. Get plugged in for this radio show. Do not miss this best show I think right now. Now for having, I think you deserve a lot of credit. Your uh, your questions are amazing. Thank you. This is going to educate a number of people. Mm-hmm. When I first came to the U.S. in '97, I came on a B1 visa, which right. is a tourist tourist visa. visa. Correct. I have all of my quali- qualifications and my credentials mm-hmm. as a minister, sports slash pastor, and now certified coach. Okay. What I was able to use when I first initially came in, what, 2001 is when I moved here. Mm-hmm. I did not have any status with the B-1, which okay. is the tourist visa. Right. During that time, I believe, and I could be stand correct uh, to correct it, the U.S. gives you this America gives you six months as a tourist in the country. That's correct. During that time, knowing that I was moving here, you cannot show intent to stay. Right. So or to work. Time, right. Yeah, you can or to work. So between 2001, 2003, I was coming back and forth to the Bahamas. And also I was having a lot of workshops here as well in the U.S. And also I had opportunities in Nassau where I had uh, preaching opportunities Mm -hmm. and training opportunities. Mm -hmm. But within that six months, I left the door open. It was not until about 2004, 2005. Keep in mind now, from 2001 to 2003, I'm not working. I I cannot work. That's correct. And I did not want to show that I had intent to stay. Right, right. That was the secret sauce of the whole thing. Most of the time when people move to a country, they are showing immediately, well, I'm here to stay. No, That's correct. you got to look at what people are telling you. That's correct. So yeah. around about 2003, 2004, I got hired by one of the one of the largest churches in the area that I was at, and I became the children's administrator. Okay. A lot of people laugh at that. <laughs> but you were children's pastor. Well, it's a little different here. I just coordinate everything, and I managed everything. Right. And that church was able to help me through my R1 visa. Okay. Now from me becoming my credentials, when I went to Bible college, mm-hmm. I got licensed. I'm able to now convert my D1 into an R1. Right. An R1 visa is a, non- is a nonprofit, which is a church. Mm-hmm. If they hired you, and the only way you can get that now, you have to have your license or your ordination. Mm-hmm. They hired me. They hired me. And that church was able to help me to get my R1 visa. Mm-hmm. I'm cutting it short. Once I got the R1 visa, after two years, mm-hmm. I was able to apply for my uh, my green card. Right. After the green card, mm-hmm. I had to wait a while, and then I was able to apply for my citizenship. Right, right, right. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, so boy, you you've been you've been you've been right through the system. You've been right through the system. <laughs> boy, it was hard. Oh my God! Why you let me talk about that? Yeah. Jesus, you just gave me flashbacks. Well, you know, I had to go downtown. I had to go to this oh, place. Yeah, I had to do FBI fingerprint. We need to get into that. It's a lot. Well, you know, you know, here, here we have a culture of you know when we see people do things, we 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 only see the finished product. We don't see. The struggles. We don't see the tears. You know, we don't. We don't see those those lonely nights when it's just you one and yourself. You know. So when 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 we tell when we tell these stories, you know, where 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 I came from, what I had to do, how I had to persevere. Um, nobody was around for that. You see what I'm saying? They only they only could see Pastor Franco Charles, this this big dynamic man, but they didn't understand that he was he was being trained from from child. From childhood, one is perseverance, because because of the situation with your nationality. Two, yes, you were taught discipline through the through through the gang system, you know. Oh, uh, then then, yes, then three is it's a journey, and this this is where we go in. We go in on this journey. Our lives is a complete journey, and when we when yes, we sir. when we transition from this planet, we we supposed to leave a legacy of our journey. So people either they will learn from it, yes, want sir. to emulate it, or don't do yes, half sir. of the things we would have done on that journey. And so, yes. and so now, so now you're in Texas. You get you, legalized. You're regularized. You know you can do some things. All right. Yes, so, sir. Let's, so let's go fast forward into the future. 
about two weeks yeah, ago, yeah. I was in a group. I, I, you know, normally while I work in Al I'll be playing like the little voice note. Somebody dropped a clip. I wasn't even paying attention to the phone. All <laughs> I heard is this voice. I say, I know this dude. <laughs> so I picked up, I picked up the phone. I saw the video. I said, eh, eh, I know. Uh, so I text in the group. I said, anybody has a contact for this gentleman? Somebody wow. answered me like, like in two minutes. And they said, go on, because I, I don't do the personal um, Facebook page. So they said, go on the yep. Facebook, pull him up, um, and you're going to see the empowerment. Uh, I forget what, it, what they told me. So I ran uh -huh. on Facebook. I saw a number. I said, wow. what? All right. Let me send you a message. And then I try to jog in memory, you yep. know. And and so I believe life has come full circle. You know, sometimes, like I said, you lose track of people, you know. Um, yep. And then when you see them again, you know, because even though that I knew you, um, even mm -hmm. riding up and down on these crazy streets here, on, <laughs> on their mopeds, you know, you know, you build a bond because, you know, that, that was our thing. You know, that was our thing yep. more so than than running the streets of anything, if I, I would say, because that was, a, that was a time when we relax and we get away from it all and we could have been free, you know. Man, and you've always, you've always been kind. Yeah, so let me ask you this, let me ask you this question. So after yep. you, 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 you settle in now, you know, you know you're, you're preaching, you're, you're, you're dealing with the, the children church, that's what we call it here, Dar, so you're dealing with the children church and struggling and that had to be in a process of struggling as well because two years yeah. you know you know you couldn't receive that money on top of the day but <laughs> you yeah. know no, that's that's what we just call it no actually when i got the r1 visa mm -hmm. yeah i was straight okay. when i got the r1 yeah that was a big push for the church to to actually do for me and okay. it it worked out with the bible college because when you of course when you graduate you get your credentials mm -hmm. so at the time when I went and met with an attorney, um, I wanted to convert the B ones. And again, that's why I say you have to take your time before you do that. You don't want to rush into it because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that can uh, that can affect a lot of the process legally. Okay. With the intent. So when I got the R one, the church became my sponsor. Okay. So what they did, the way that works is that they give you all of their financials and a letter that you take. And I had to travel back to the back to Nassau, mm -hmm. and when you give that to the embassy, mm -hmm. the letter states we are hiring this young man to work with us. Right. So basically, an agency, a person, a business, a nonprofit, they can do that for you. Okay. And this church happened to do that for me. Yes, sir. And okay. I was being, uh, yeah, I was being put on top of the table. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so, so now yes, you now you now you're able to turn your life around, and you can see progress. Yes, you could you could see that. You know, this transitional period that you were in was worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, it was worth it. What, what would you tell our listeners at this point? Yes, why why would you think that, that, that all what you went through was worth mm. it? My God. You know, life will always, life is cultivating us. Life is cultivating us in so many different ways. Here's mm. why. Everyone was born to be great yes and life has a way of creating classrooms life has a way of creating uh the opportunities for you to grow mm -hmm. i will say to everyone right now pay attention to your life's lessons mm -hmm. i gave you several and you brought it up you brought them out right right i hated growing up as a haitian boy in the bahamas especially mm -hmm. Nassau. Mm -hmm. jesus lord <laughs> but it made me strong yes I hated my family not, you know, me growing up with, with, without my dad, mm -hmm. but it made me persistent. Mm -hmm. I hated growing up poor, mm -hmm. but it made me pursue. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I got passion to pursue my purpose and my dream. Yes. And this is stuff that reignited other people. Right. So right. I want every, all of our listeners, listen to me. You would only they know me. You've seen me in my, in my, in my old days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If I can do it, and I know we say this as a cliche, mm -hmm. I know you can. I want all of our listeners that's listening to me right now, tell yourself, I can make it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I come and tell everyone that is listening right now, you have untapped potential and power you don't even know about. Mm. Try going to college with no money. Hey. Depleted. Zero. You can make it. That's correct. 
It doesn't matter your nationality. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you was in a gang. It doesn't matter you work in the bank or for government. Right. What matters is you understanding you've got the power to believe in your dreams. Mm. Oh, I believe. Oh, yeah, that's that's what I got out of the life. Boy, I I I get I I get I get here I I get I get hear it. I get. I well, well listen listen you know you gotta you know I gotta come back you gotta come back home to get some fire you know <laughs> yeah yeah you need some fire well you know um you know we can we I, I can I can let you um do your thing you know because I have been listening to your stuff recently and I, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying this because I know you no let me say this because I know you um uh, the the difference is is for me is when you know somebody, you know them, and you see them transform, they, that speaks more volumes to you than somebody else who you don't have a relationship or had a relationship with. And so when, when, when you could see it's from, from, from the streets to the pulpit, yes, sir. Now, now, now you're soaring above the church, now you're it's a life coach. You know, you're telling people how to live. You know, we have a serious issue here in this country now, more than ever, more more so depression. You know, we 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 have been through COVID, yes, we've been through yes, Dorian. Um, it, it seems to be hopeless in this country, and and and, and 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 so I I I would just release you for about the next fifteen minutes. You could just talk talk to our people. You know, let them understand that listen, it's more than this than what you're facing. And, and, yes, sir. And so you you take it away. Listen, thank you once again, man. Such a pleasure to be on your show, and I really appreciate you asking me those questions. It actually helped me to uh, to embrace uh, God's faithfulness. Mm. Uh, as I go into this, I want to empower those that are listening right now. Hear me out. We're not just telling a story or try to big me up. Mm. No, that's not why I'm on the show. In fact, I don't even do those things. Right. I'm on today to remind you to look within yourself. You are born to win. That's not a cliche. That's a fact. That's the truth. You have everything on the inside of you to make what you need in your life possible. It took me in my early years, even almost losing my life, to understand greatness was on the inside of me. Now, you will say, Franco, how did you know that? Here's why. The more battles you face in your life is an indication. It is your signal that you are made for more. You are built for the battles that you are facing. It is my job today. I want to empower you to learn how to turn your pressure into purpose. The way you do that, number one, is that you do not quit. There is no quitting in you. You're only going to quit because you don't think you can do it. But I'm here to remind you today, listen to me, Nassau. Listen to me, Bahamas. Listen to me. You have everything on the inside of you to make it happen. Here's why you're not able to do it. You're allowing the pressures of life to tell you how you should be. Take back your power. Take back your power and do what, Franco? Take back your power to let yourself know you can dream again. Your dreams are your access to your future. I want to empower you now to, listen, give yourself permission to dream. Did you know growing up, I did not have dreams? I did not even have a hope. I remember going out to the dock. I'm sitting on the dock, walking down Nassau Street. I'm sitting on, what's that beach called again? Long Wharf. Sitting there on the dock, looking out in the abyss. Looking out with no dreams. Looking out with no passion. Don't know what to do. Looking out. Getting up every morning, but yet nothing to live for. Oh, I've been there. I know what hopelessness feels like. I hate it. That's why I have committed my life to fight it and to get it as far away from people and not allow you to surrender the hopelessness. 
You are empowered. How do I make this happen? I'm going to give them to you. They're very easy. Get up every day and write down your impossible dreams. If you are able to write down your impossible dreams, that lets you know you are more than possible to make them a reality. Oh, you got to practice that. Even though I live in the Bahamas, even though I live in Nassau, I will get up every day and started training myself. This is after Christ. Now, prior to that, I just wanted to just get a little weed in my mouth. I just wanted to live for the weekend. Just wanted to hang out with my homeboys, get on the back of that truck, go out to the little clubs, do what I needed to do, send my little drugs on the corner. Anybody who listened in this, no, what I did. But after 97, after 98, 99, I began to embrace my purpose right in my dorm room. And I asked God, what is it that you want me to do? And God spoke to me in my second semester. He said, I'm going to use you to empower my people, power their souls. A word empower simply means to authorize, to give authority. So right now, I give you the authority to write down your goals, to dream again, to believe again. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. When you look out your window, you probably walk through the streets. You probably say, man, this is limited. Listen, I am not so born. I'm telling you, you can do this. We're not trying to sell you on something. This is my life, man. I'm not making up no story. This is my life. And I almost lost it. And I'm coming back to tell you today that if you will write down your dreams, impossible dreams, I'm not talking dreams that you know your bank account could fulfill. Because if you can pay for it, it's too small. I'm talking about dreams that will cost you to shiver in your shoes. Dreams that will cost you to stay up at night. Asking yourself, how in the world am I going to do this? Those are the dreams I'm talking to. Dreams of you starting your business. Dreams of you traveling the world. Dreams of you doing and obeying what God has called you to do. Oh, it's going to be hard. Don't let me not tell you that. When I would walk downtown with the letter of acceptance. And you know, now I saw people, we funny, boy. We funny. I don't know you. I can't help you. I don't know you. I, what you asking me somebody for? But God was teaching me passion. Passion. Walk downtown and say, ma'am, good day. How are you? The woman looked at me like I was crazy. Go to the next one. Sir, how are you today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, I got accepted into this college, and I just would like to know, sir, would you help me? Why go, go from now. I got no money. Went to the next person. That's the part that I didn't get the chance to share when I go places, and I thank you, Mr. Hubert, asking me to share this story. Sometimes we become embarrassed of our story. But your story is your victory. Your story is the, is, is the story that you're going to allow yourself to believe that you can do the impossible. Was I embarrassed? My good God, yes. Was I insulted? Yes. Was I killing pride? Yes. It's hard to beg in my soul. People don't care about your dream. It doesn't matter. Who cares about your dream? The question is this. Do you care enough to get up every day, go after what you want your life to look like? When you are a winner, you come back no matter what happened the day before. I'm coming back. Or the next day, walk out. Sir, got accepted in the college. Can you help me? Lady gave me $5. Another gentleman gave me $2. Some people were being funny. They gave me 50 cents. One lady gave me $100. Other person gave me $2. And I was able to raise $3,800. But the school cost $80,000. Uh-oh, you got a problem, Charles. No, I do not. When God is on your side, and God tells you to do something, you are never alone. I am here today to tell you, you are not alone. I did my part, and good God, God did the rest. Got there in 97, 98. But by 98, God was able to allow me to get in my account in Bible college over $20,000. Sometimes I miscount because I believe it was more. How did you get that, Franco? Well, when you do your part, God will do the rest. Remember I told you, walk downtown, beg, 
was embarrassed, was insulted. Why? God has to sometimes break you down so that he can build you up, build you up to the point that everybody will know if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be today? Well, it's 98, every day now, went to my Bible college buddy's uh, home church, did a television show just like this. Hear me out, I'm sharing this story with you. You probably have your last week. Franco, that was just you. Oh, no, God is not a respecter of person. He is still your God as well. And if God did it for one, he will do it for another. There's an old saying I say even here at the church. If God is blessing your neighbor, it's sure enough he is in the neighborhood. I decree and declare that God is about to breathe on your dreams. I breathe hope in you today for those that are listening to this broadcast. I breathe hope over your dreams, hope over all that you are expecting in your life. Sorry, get short. Let me bring it to a close. When I was invited to the broadcast, I began to share my story. My roommate allowed me to share on their broadcast in Norton, Virginia. In 98, he asked me, hey, can you come on our church television show? Absolutely. Just like Mr. Hill asked me to be on today. I never turn down opportunities like this because I know somebody is listening to this, and I empower you right now to believe again. But I shared my story. This was 1998. I'm already getting settled in college. But by this time, my $3,800 is now $262. Glory to God. Is there anybody out there with $260? So maybe you don't even have a nickel, a nickel to rub. I'm down at $262. But, oh, I'm on the show. As I said on the show, a lady was walking out from Grundy, Virginia. I'm in Norton, Virginia. When she was going into the living room, here comes Miss Bobby K. Robinson. Oh, Miss Bobby K. Robinson was walking from the kitchen into the living room, and she turned on the television. I tell you, when God is in it, God will open the door for you. Good God, y'all better help me. I feel my help. I'm going to shout and let the neighbors know that I'm here in my own house. Oh, so when Miss Bobby K. walked into the living room, she turned on the television. And when she turned on the television, she could have put it. Oh, God, I'm going to shout right here. She could have put the channel on channel 12. She could have put it on channel 11. She could have put it on channel 10. But Miss Bobby K. Robertson put it on Channel 20. Channel 20 was Freedom Worship Television Broadcast. Oh, look at that little Bahamian boy sitting right there telling the story. So many people got to learn about Bay Street. They got to learn about Nassau. They got to learn about a young Bahamian boy that showed up to school with just 3,800. This time I'm depleting. I ain't got no money, but I'm believing. God told me to go. She said, the next day when she called, she said, God told me to call this young man, and she asked for my name. When I went to visit the following weekend with my roommate, Michael Allison, that comes the secretary of the church, she brought me this little note. But she prophesied when she gave me the note. The lady looked at me, Miss Helen looked at me and said, Franco, when we did the broadcast yesterday, this lady called and she asked for you. She gave me the little card, the little note, and she said, you know what, you know what, Franco? This could be the miracle you've been with us. I know I'm on the radio, but I'm a shout like God is still a provider. She not only gave me the note, she prophesied on the note. Which brings me to this. I prophesy over you today that today you will get good news. I prophesy over you today that everything you've been believing God for, God will meet it for you in Jesus' mighty name. When she gave me the note, she said, this could be the miracle you've been believing for. Well, I got back to school on Tuesday at 9 a.m. that morning. I called Miss Bobby K. Robinson. This is the middle part of 98. When I called Miss Bobby K. Robinson, here's what she said. Ah, can they wake up the dreams this morning? She said, is this Franco? I said, yes, ma'am, Miss Bobby K. Robinson. She said, Miss, Mr. Charles, I believe I have the right person. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, were you on the, te the television broadcast? I said, yes, ma'am.
He said, but God spoke to me. And God told me, son, to pay off your Bible college for the next two years. I wish I could. I, oh, God, it's hard to do this. Jesus, I told my wife, it's hard to do virtual stuff. It's hard to do Zoom. It's hard to do. Oh, my God, radio. But if anybody can hear my voice all the way in Houston, God got a Bobby K. Robinson for you. God got somebody about to call you and bless you. I decree and declare that many of you are stressing over your kids going to school. I release the anointing of tuition. I release the blessing of a phone call. Miss Bobby K. Robinson said, Twinkle, God spoke to me and told me to bless you for the next two years. And for two years, I did not work in school. I did not have to beg. I did not have to do what I needed to do before. I speak the miraculous favor of God over everyone that is under the sound of my voice. This is a blessed radio show because I have not shared this with anybody over no radio show in Nassau. I decree and declare that even now God is blessing this radio show. Mr. Hewitt, you will not lack in Jesus' name. I decree that your airways would bust through international global uh, uh, territories and avenues like never before. I end with this. Allow yourself to dream again. Mm. Allow yourself to dream again. Allow yourself, as God and I brag on how good he is this morning, yes, to dream yes. again. I don't know what your dreams are, but I dare you to write them down. You may have to put a little legwork in it, but God knows how to pay you back better. Oh, my God, have mercy. Mm-hmm. God knows how to pay you back. I think, I think that was a good return. I think that was a great ROI, That's return right. on investment. Mm. You're thinking you're doing all the work, but you're, oh, my God, have mercy here. You're not. You're going to have to put in a little sweat equity. You may have to walk downtown. You may not have to do what I did, but look at what it brought me to. God was not trying to humble me. He was trying to see how far I was willing to go. I know right. God is pushing this. That's right. I close with Most people will not receive what they want in their life. Most people will not receive what they want in their life. Because they don't want to look like they're starting from the beginning. Mm. Don't let that be you today. On this show, we share my story. I let you see how hard it is, but I'm not there where I used to be before. Life is amazing, mm. especially with the wife that I have. We are helping people to embrace hope, embrace empowerment, and ultimately embrace a real God. God will not give you a dream and let you turn it into a nightmare. Mm. I decree and declare right now that your dreams are becoming brighter. I decree and declare right now that God is giving you supernatural blessings to build what he is placing in you. Don't worry where it's going to come from. You don't have to move from Nassau to go to Virginia. That was my journey. Right. God will meet you right where you are. So God bless you. God bless your family. God bless your dreams. God bless your business, and God most certainly bless your life. Favor cover you right now as a shield. You will not lose. You will win in Jesus' name. Mr. Hubert, I'll send it back over to you, sir. All right, all right. See that? See, listen. Uh, see, that's why you have to tune into New Vision Media, man. You just get everything that you need in one day. In one day. And so, Brother, Brother Franco Charles, um, before I let you yes, go, sir. you know, um, you know, I keep here talking about this wife, you know. You know, they said when you when when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. And and, and you know, we have another saying here in the Bahamas: behind every great man is a great is a greater woman. So I want I just want to you know big her up and you know being a blessing in Thank your you life. Say, and oh you know, Doctor yes, Doctor Mano always shared this with us: is when he talked to us, he always said the woman is the incubator or the multiplier. You give her gro- if you give her grocery, she'll give you a meal. If you give her if you give her a, a house, she'll make it a home. If you give her stress, yes, she'll give you hell. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, and and, and yes. so you know, 
it's always good to have a good woman on the side of you being your being your partner not your not not your servant your partner you know and so so just tell our listeners how they can find you where they can find you to tell telephone contact um about the business well, they can go strictly to our uh, social media page, which is Franco Charles or Empower Leadership. Um, like you said, if you go on there, we make access our phone number. They can contact us at 713-628-2326. You can WhatsApp me if it's best for you. Our website is www.empower.training. www.empower.training. But mostly you'll find me on social media, which is Facebook. Um, and once you just message me, just like you did, just right. like you did, it's very easy. We've made it very easy to connect with me because we know there are people back home, there's people here. Uh, you don't have to go through all of that uh, hoopla. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once you contact us, man, we are here for you. Maybe you have a dream. Maybe you want to say, Franco, I don't know where to start. Mm. Don't worry about that. Do not let that be your issue. That's what we're here for. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, so what, what we'll do is we'll make sure to get all your social media handles, post them on our website so people just press yes, one sir. click, 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 and get it there. Um, and so we, yes, we'll sir. connect We'll connect a little bit later. So you could send, as a matter of fact, you could send me all of, all of the links, um, a photo, the name of the business. Yes. That'll, that'll be up by this afternoon, hopefully. I would say, let me yes. say by Friday. You know, uh, you know how yes. things go here. And so, Brother, yes. Brother Charles, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story on, on, on the journey. Um, here, at new, here at New Vision Media, we, we, we're starting our 242 day, and we be talking to people, you know, from every walk of life. We don't care where you came from once you're making a positive impact on, 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 on wherever you are in the world. You know, and, and so just continue to share those messages, send those messages so we could play them. Um, we, we will definitely get together. I, I, Barge was talking my mind run on somebody. I need to call her and let her know that I, 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 I hear something today. So I think she need to connect with you. And, and, Absolutely. you yep. know, I just want to say thank you to you for taking the time with your schedule and listen on new vision media, whenever you want to do something, even if you want to do it live, you just call me, let we'll make it happen. Yes. So I want to say it. I want to say thank you to you. Have a safe and productive day. Um, tell your wife yes. hello all the way from the Bahamas, and we will be seeing you all real soon. Yes, all right. Sir. So thank let me you. let me just end this right here. And so you just have a good evening, sir. I'll call you back. Thank you very all much. All right. Bye bye. Wasting time is over. New vision, media.